Forward of the Book of Love. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Book of Love by Paolo Mantegazza. Forward. Mantegazza is to physiology what Flammarion is to astronomy. The two great masters head a brilliant galaxy of modern writers on natural phenomena who draw their material from science and mould it in an aesthetic form. After the most skillful analysis of the scientific elements to their minutest components, they proceed to an ideal synthesis in which the various elements retain their substance yet change their outward appearance. It seems as if these elect minds, having once satisfied their scientific curiosity as to physical and human phenomena, had been fascinated and inspired by an irresistible love of creation, and rising above the facts and laws of nature to the evanescent and melodious world of imagination, they offer us their work in a harmonious unity of two seemingly opposite and irreconcilable elements, the real and the ideal, science and poetry. And thus, I dare say, it is as if by a generous law of reaction and equilibrium, while our generation seems to gravitate toward a life of facts and order, barren of idealism, science would teach us that she herself does not benumb or kill sentiment, but on the contrary, discloses to the minds of the elect the flowery slopes of an unknown and infinite world of wonders and sentiment. So it must be that those who have attained a high place in intellectual life will gladly replace the old conception of physical and human phenomena with a new and more intense representation, which, measured in the finitude of our reason, is loved in the infinity of our sentiment. To the uninitiated mind, most beautiful is the representation of the sun in the image of Phoebus crossing the heavens in his flaming chariot drawn by fiery horses. But still more beautiful for the intellectual mind is it to think of the immense body of fire, of the energy darting from a star more than a hundred million miles distant from our planet, more than a hundred million times larger than the Earth and yet a star millions of times smaller than millions of other celestial bodies to our naked eye unknown, unknown to our most powerful telescopes, and whose existence and fantastic speed in the space of the heavens are divined only by the abstractation of our faculties in an infinite representation of the laws of physics. Poetical is the vision of a goddess of Olympus descending to earth, and carrying to a man asleep the message or the image of a dear, distant person, but immensely more poetical is the conception of a telepathic force within us, made of us, consciously or unconsciously created by us, an integral part of our psychical organism, and by which we instantly communicate over hills and dales, mountains and valleys, oceans and deserts, with another human being whose spirit is harmoniously attuned to ours. The impersonation of hatred and love by Fury and Cupid is much less poetical than the conception of an explosion of psychical forces, powerful and antagonistic, in millions of men at the same time. The task of dealing with the natural history, the origin and the development of the sentiment which underlies the principal phenomena of human existence, which came into being with the first twilight of organic life, and which indissolubly binds together the individuals and the generations, seems to have been reserved to the genius of Paolo Mantegazza, and with this great subject he dealt in a masterly way, in a way unimitated and inimitable. He has snatched love from the Olympus of the gods of old, from the clutches of classic literature, stripped him of all his tinsel and garments, and revealed him as part, flesh and blood, of man.
by a new conception of love, more rational, more human and yet no less poetical than the classic representations to which we have been accustomed from times immemorial. Mantegazza gives us a work in which the scientific foundation and the poetical conceptions are united in such wealth of colors and harmonies that its reading, rich with true and romantic charm, is incomparably superior to our best fiction. It is a daring deed, both in the literary and the philosophical field, and it opens a new horizon to the idealization of human feelings, discoveries and events. Mantegazza, unlike countless love writers and poets, approaches his field not with a hoe or a plough to scratch the surface of the ground, but with the powerful drill that penetrates into the lowest strata of the earth and reveals its deepest terrestrial composition. In the pursuit of his aim, carried by enthusiasm in the innermost research of facts, and by admiration for the beauty of his subject, Mantegazza has used all the wealth of his literary training, skillfully and lavishly drawing upon all the resources of the Italian language. The task of the translator has thus been made doubly difficult, as the original language of the book has more subtlety and artistic abandon than the English language would allow. Rather than run the risk of betraying either the substance or the representation of the author's idea, often it has been preferred to sacrifice the turn of the English phrase to that of the corresponding Italian, and possibly incur the imputation of exoticism. Such is the translation of a beautiful book of love offered to the American public at a time when all the evil passions and degradations of hatred are unleashed over the world. In striking contrast with the trend of the human mind today, what a meager chance is awaiting the contemplation of a sentiment whose mission is to tie all humanity with the bond of affection. And yet, while time and evolution relegate the memory of the most fearful cataclysms of the human race to the icy page of history, the fundamental elements constituting human life cannot be changed or destroyed. Love will continue to exist as long as the laws of affinity and procreation seize the human being at his birth, and by the evolution of matter dominate him even after his death. The struggle for life may become intensified or disappear from the world. Hatred among classes, nations, races may deepen, expand or be altogether eliminated. Passions may gain further ascendancy over humanity, or humanity may learn to control them. And, in the words of Shelley, Fate, time, occasion, chance and change, to these, all things are subject but eternal love. At the feet of him, Procreator and prince of all affections, at once proud, generous, kind, fair and weak, avaricious, cruel, deceitful, in all virtues, rich and in all sins, a king and a miser. We shall always lay, proudly or in shame, the innermost throbs of our heart, our tears and our joys, the highest aspirations of our mind, the sweetest ecstasies of our soul, our convulsions, our despairs, our crimes, up to the very threshold of the great oblivion when, in the words of the poet, of the extenuated race, one known man and one woman, among the ruins of the mountains and of the dead woods, in the wake of the departing warmth, clasped together in the supreme fate of creation, livid, with glassy eyes, shall see the last sun descend forever. To the reader, I have conceived love to be the most powerful and at the same time the least studied of human affections, Surrounded by a triple forest of prejudice, mystery and hypocrisy, civilized men know it too often only through stealth and shame. Poets, artists, philosophers, legislators, snatch a morsel now, and then from the flesh of the great god, 
and hurry away to conceal it as a precious booty of forbidden fruit. To study love as a phenomenon of life, as a gigantic power which molds itself in a thousand ways among various races and in various epochs, and as an element of health for the individual and for the generations, has appealed to me as a great and worthy undertaking. The Author This precious jewel, upon the which is every virtue founded. Dante End of foreword.